This episode of Important If True is brought to you by Quip, electric toothbrushes sent to your home with brush head refills every three months. And if you go to tryquip.com slash thumbs, you can get your first brush head refill absolutely free. That is tryquip.com slash thumbs. Good bookends there. That's what they call me. You've <laughs> good bookends there? Yeah. Very casual name. <laughs> it's pretty casual. It's stuck. I would it's say. stuck for some reason that I that I hate. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's you know what they say. Good, good book there. there. <laughs> stuck for some reason. <laughs> Once again. And then you say yes. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, I was stuck <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> good bookends there. Stuck for some reasons. My father. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Jake. Call me Jake Rodkin. I really would prefer it. (laughs) Please. I was eventually allowed to select my own name because my parents realized (laughs) that they named me. (laughs) Whatever that was. Whatever that was. All right. It's March 16th, 2018, and, and this, this is Important oh no. If True. Well, there's no Nick here. No, there's no Nick here. And this is Important If True. For Idle Thumbs, I'm Chris Remo. And I'm Jake Rodkin. And Nick is not here. He's not. Nick, should we talk? Should we tell everyone what Nick's been up to lately? I think he's barfing up a storm. Yeah, Nick, Nick it seems, uh, <laughs> has just been malfunctioning left and right on this podcast, and now he's barfing. So yep. he's unable to attend due to barf. Yeah, barf-related needs that his body has <laughs> currently. We we kept pushing back. The rec- I don't know wh- why I'm talking like this. I'm also malfunctioning. Good Lord. <laughs> um, we kept trying to figure out when to record the podcast, and he sort of said, oh, you know, maybe tomorrow morning, maybe when, and, and eventually it became clear. Just uh, never. Yep. It was not happening. So, Hi, Nick Brecken here. I don't appear on this episode, at least not in my traditional form, but I needed to set something straight. Chris and Jake were apparently too frazzled to clearly state this up front, but in my absence, this episode was a quick, thrown-together affair consisting mainly of follow-ups to stories and concepts discussed in recent episodes. I'll be back next week. Enjoy. We're going to do our own podcast. You know what? We don't even need him. (laughs) We'll show Nick what it's like without him. So what's the next topic? Nick's going to dub in some wacky line yeah, there. He, he, always, probably, he always bails us out. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I, was actually thinking about, I was actually thinking about that for this. This isn't going to happen, obviously, because the fact that he's too sick to record this podcast with us presumably also means he's too sick to do an even more elaborate recording of this podcast without right, us. Right, yeah. But I was thinking about this, about whether... Like, if this episode could have some kind of Nick layer right. that sort of re you know, was a sequel to what he did before where he reproduced his own part, but just like inserted himself right in the middle of it. And then I thought of the idea. I started thinking about going back to that episode that he re-recorded himself on and then me re-recording myself. Then I started thinking, what if I re-recorded all three parts myself? (laughs) And if I had the time to do it, I would do it because I... 
I want like I think it would be really interesting to try and like reproduce your guys's speech. Right, but to, in the in the spirit of Nick doing it though, you'd have to do it as straight as possible. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't want to get into like mocking impersonations. You'd want it to just sort no, no, of feel no, no, like no. as filtered through how I would naturally say this with uh, right. with sort of attentiveness paid to the original intonation of the yes. of the voice performance. I think that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe I'll do that. If I ever somehow find myself with like a week of literally doing nothing, including my real job, maybe I'll, <laughs> I, that'll definitely, I can definitely imagine that happening. Yeah, it seems so. That seems super likely. So look out for that. Uh, we have a follow up about uh, Zach, the purported medical AI from New Zealand we discussed last week yeah. on the podcast. Zach, the medical AI that is apparently stupendous and better than any AI that's ever uh, existed. And then the way that it works is doctors send it an email, which is already suspicious. Then it takes up to 20 minutes to respond, which is super suspicious. And then it has like typos and stuff. So it's clearly just like (laughs) a a panicked guy reading and replying to extreme medical emails. Yep. Uh, Guy's probably not even named Zach. He may or may not be. I mean, as you pointed out last week, it was previously named Hannah. Yes. And now is named Zach. So... mm. Uh, anyway, there was a whole, um, there was a huge follow-up, and we and one of uh, one of our listeners, Max, wrote in to inform us about this. He says, or he or she, I suppose, says, "Hi, thumbs. Just wanted to follow up with a brief status update on Zach. In a new update, uh, part published a week later, we get to learn about terrible share offers. Terrible, by the way, is the name of the, the name of the company, like nonprofit umbrella organization yeah. that somehow runs." This stuff, it's, it's really bizarre. Anyway, we get to learn about terrible share offers, a dubious valuation claim, and that Dr. Seddon Smith, trustee member, gets a bit defensive. We find anecdotally, perhaps unsurprisingly, that Albie Whale, purported creator of Zach, is a bit of a prick, and we hear about Zach's other identity, Hustle, a virtual solicitor avatar. For the record, I don't think this person, Albie Whale, or his dad, David Whale, are particularly well-known in New Zealand. Their ISP is not a major one. Terrible might have been a company group I've heard of before, but not with any importance. Anyway, I'm keen to hear it turns out the journalist investigating the story is really good at bringing weird situations to light, as well as other business bullshit. Cheers, Max. <coughs> yeah, this it seems as though the Zach facade has dropped entirely. Uh, it seems as though the Zach facade is hanging on by the barest shred at this point. Yeah, I, that's... I yeah. think Dr. Seddon Smith, who in the original story was a steadfast defender of the absolute reality of Zach as advanced medical AI. He seems to, at this point, be suspecting that he is the subject of a terrible... Of an extreme con. Of an extreme con. A a terrible con is correct. A a terrible con, indeed, and is fairly defensive about it. It's a a good, outrageous follow-up to an already completely outrageous story, uh, so we will link that. Yeah. The the fictional lawyer Hustle is, a, yeah. is an amazing new revelation in this article. <laughs> Not only because of that name. Yeah, they is, literally made up another. Like, in order to, to defend the made-up AI doctor, they made up an AI lawyer that they claim is, like, <laughs> it, representing their organization in this matter. And they named it Hustle, of all things. Uh, I, I feel like the... Every the so you have hustle, a fake AI lawyer 
presumably. And then you have the company, which is called Terrible. Does this seem to you like the kind of, you know, this when you, this sort of, I don't know if this is pop psychology or if it's real, but you know that thing that you sometimes see in sort of films about con people and stuff like that, where they successfully hoodwink people, but in doing so, they sort of increasingly ratchet up the unbelievable details almost as like a dare right. to be found like, out. How much of my hand can I show before I literally am just saying, I'm conning you, and the person goes, you couldn't possibly be conning yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what this feels like to me, going all the way back to the company being named Terrible. Did you see the picture of their office and like the <laughs> yes. windows to their office? The, the article ends in the most <laughs> enigmatic way possible, where the uh, photographer went and took photos of the open windows of their office, which just have which arbitrary is- math equations or what look like maybe little pieces of of uh, like programming on them. There's like algebra. But it just looks like it's just nothing. It's nothing. I mean, there's like in the actual, in the sort of supposed math equations, the variables you, like instead of X and Y, there's like the initials of Albie Wells' name and stuff like that. Like it's it's just (laughs) such clear bullshit. It's everything about it is so fully, obviously false. It's astonishing. The journalist also was responsible for making a documentary, a film documentary called Tickled that came out, I think, last year or the year before. Jake, are you familiar with this? Mm -mm. This is a really weird documentary. I have not actually seen it. I only became aware of it a couple weeks ago by coincidence. It's a documentary about the underground world of competitive male tickling, uh, which (laughs) is a a thing. (laughs) And when you, the trailer is incredible because it starts out as this goofy thing where it's like, guys, you know, enter these competitions and see who can sustain so who can be the, the, longest? the longest. And it looks like just a completely sort of frivolous, goofy thing. But then as the trailer goes on, it sort of turns into this, I don't even know how to describe it, but it turns into this weird, dark conspiracy thriller thing. What? And it's apparently ba- like real. Is a tickler murdered or is someone like take a fall? I don't even know. It's not <laughs> clear. I mean, the trailer very expertly sort of doesn't quite indicate what the source of the mystery and the weird yeah. thriller stuff is. But it, all the quotes about it, and I looked these up to make sure that it wasn't just selectively chosen for the trailer. I read reviews of it oh, yeah. and all the reviews are like, he's uncovered an incredible dark underworld. <laughs> I'm like, what the? What? F- yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that's good. That's yeah. Um, so this that's what this guy does. Also, because we can't get away with having two artificial characters and not pitch them as some sort of buddy cop or television show, Hustle and Zach is totally oh, man. a doctor and a lawyer, Hustle neither of which Zach. are real. Yeah. <laughs> God, are they? They're do, on, they're on ABC for sure. Like they're so, so the audi- okay. So it's a sitcom or whatever, or a, it's a procedural. A sitcom, it's probably a procedural. it's okay. like oh, maybe it's a Dick Wolf production. Maybe it's like Law and <laughs> right. Order, but it's that it's Hustle. And so the sick. audience knows that they're not real. Yeah, it's, that, that's actually, you know correct. what? It's like Psych. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So what? So how does this work if they're both? Are they? May, oh, here's the twist. Neither of them knows that the other one is fake. Oh, so they're both just guys on the other end of a computer. Yes. And they're, how do they, do they interact with each other? I, I, do they not. send each other emails? <laughs> they send each other these 20 minute delayed misspelled <laughs> emails. God, the thing that's so good about that is that as a show, if you see it each from their perspective, you see them just sort of typing badly and like putting misspellings into it, which is never how typing is reflected on television. It's always right. perfect unless 
it's a text message on a phone, in which case all of the like letter you, U for you yeah. is pumped up to the absolute maximum. Yeah. But in this case, you would just have just, just <laughs> like dumpy guys writing these. I'm bad going emails. to the star. <laughs> Store the star, and then they saw the <laughs> coded message from my partner Hustle. Yeah, I I don't know how this would work if they. It never ends this shit. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure how that would either of them would actually leave the room to go anywhere or do anything <laughs> if all they do is it's receive what, emails call all the time. Yeah, yeah. There's that. What, why are they do that? Are they stuck with like? compact desktop oh, computers man. like they don't have smartphones maybe the entire show is the sitcom premise where like you're on two dates at the same time uh-huh. so these two guys are partners but then they both for some reason uh rely what if they know each other also in person right but then okay, they but okay, then they, yeah. but then like the lawyer relies on the lawyer ai or on the like, no the they, lawyer they, relies they, on the doctor ai and the doctor relies on the lawyer right AI. but they both they don't wow, know that, that was it, really that that the lawyer yeah. relies on the doctor AI, and the doctor <laughs> relies on the lawyer AI. That was very metrical. Yeah, yes, that's you know that's what children are taught when they learn about uh, <laughs> Hustle and Zach. It's, right. um, but yeah, so they they don't know that each other's shitty life is actually being this constantly, yeah, o- on call. Right. It's like the shittiest fucking Clark Kent Superman yes. thing. You know, he's constantly like, "Oh, I've I've got to go, Lois," and then Superman shows up like thirty right. seconds later. Well, and she's like, like, I wonder, oh, I wonder missed- what my doctor friend, who's an AI who knows way more about this than either of us knows, and the yeah. guy's like, oh, "I, I, oh, I yeah, wonder that too. I yeah. really gotta take a shit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they both have to covertly sneak away yeah. from each other. <laughs> Stupidest fucking. I'll be gone for up to twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> my friend is brilliant, but he often takes up to twenty minutes to reply to my emails. <laughs> Sorry, no, he wouldn't even be calling him his friend. He would say, no. "My program, this yes. software, this software is impeccable." Th- that I have to use for work. The I'm sorry that I can't just ask you. I've got to talk to this learning <laughs> mach- machine. Yeah, why would they not? <laughs> sorry, I couldn't possibly impose on our our friendship, on our friendship. unsullied by professional concerns. <laughs> God, so that's how they're both solving the same cases, yes. but they don't ever talk about yes. them to each other because that would be crossing an ethical line. Um, so maybe maybe when it. Um they only talk about their personal life problems when this is happening, but they're also sort of wandering through these uh, these sort of professional conundrums uh, on the very periphery of the show. But maybe the tipping point occurs finally when one of them, alone in their computer at their computer at night, mm-hmm. um, asks a life question to the AI. Mm, oh shit! They break the seal. Yeah, like they've had a few. They've and they're like, like Zach, back what do, a few Zach, what do you know about about love? And then it's yeah. like, I am a robot, but I can <laughs> speak about you know. Yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah. What do you want to ask about? Yeah. And then just like, uh-oh. Yeah. And that's when the show gets bad because then the- um, That would be like the end of the second season or something. Yeah, but that's yeah. definitely- Yeah, it's uh, definitely when it gets bad. Yeah, when the sort of the tension is broken finally. Right. The show is just going to be trash. Yep. People would stop watching. Yeah. I guess yeah. So. Most people don't care. They were just waiting for the will they won't they and then once it happens, But then once over. it happens, it, yeah. yeah. No, it spell's broken. Right. It's true. That's true. All right. Yeah. Maybe we can, maybe we can option terrible- Dot NGO. Yeah, yeah, no, the the, uh, yeah. the they're like uh, we in fact uh, have an advanced AI already writing the script <laughs> for every possible t- television property that could be derived from yeah. our other AIs. So we already own that. Yeah, uh, Don is writing our uh, <laughs> writing this, and it's going to be brilliant. It's going to be huge. Uh, we have another follow up about Alexa. Mm. We talked about I don't know maybe 
Was it also last week that we talked about Alexa? It was, yeah. I mean, just for those listening at home, this is going to basically be a follow-up episode where we check in on a bunch of stories because oh, right. we don't have Nick here. That's true. Let's talk God, about- on that note, how weird does it feel to just be doing this podcast with the two of us? Yeah, I don't like it. It's really I really strange. miss Nick. Yeah, it's really- when we're When there's three of us here- it feels like we're doing something, even though all we're doing is spewing bullshit out of our mouths. But when it's just two of us talking, it feels like we're just having a conversation and there are microphones on. Yeah. And it's really unsettling and weird. Yeah, you, it's I guess very appropriate for the subject matter of much of this podcast. You notice the cameras and like the yes, weird room way more. Exactly. Because yeah. we're not just it having just a conversation. It just feels like we, the two of us who are friends, decided to sit down in a very strangely manufactured environment yes. and have a pointed conversation we, while staring at each other. We built a digital panopticon for ourselves <laughs> and we then yes. sat in and there's talked so about robots. <laughs> so many cameras in here. <laughs> Literally every direction you can look, there's cameras playing at you and just microphones and like equipment and weird snake, plastic snake things with things mounted and like screens. There's so many screens. I can see three big, four big screens right in my field of view. It's just... Uh, how does this feel normal every week? And why does it suddenly not feel normal? I don't like it. Well, it's because Nick's not here. Yeah. I mean, except when he is here, he's literally just a face on one of these fucking screens. God. It's strange. We've we've let our, our, our freedoms decay slowly, Chris, until we finally woke up and realized that we're just trapped in an orange it's box. True. Yes, and we literally constructed every piece of it. Where it's like, this started off as my kitchen. And... <laughs> <laughs> and then Nick's in a screen, and I'm in an orange box, and there's snakes. Yep. So uh, where's the time gone, Chris? Um, fuck if I know, man. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's talk about Amazon Alexa. Let's talk I about guess Amazon Alexa. In this room. So, uh, yep. So the thing that we that we brought up last week is that it has been reported widely and has been confirmed that Amazon... This really does feel like the two of us are just like doing a news broadcast yeah, about yeah. garbage. <laughs> it's been widely reported that Amazon Alexa has I've been laughing. Papers yeah. here. <laughs> which you have every week. Which I have every single week, but I don't think about it like that. When I was a kid, I thought that was fucking hysterical. The people on the news, when they ha- like, they would have their sheaves of paper and they would like yeah. sort of... You know, square oh, you square them up the against the table. I thought it was so funny. All of these sort of affected um, cadences yeah. that they have. You know, it's Alexa, Amazon's personal assistant, has been widely reported to be laughing in people's homes around the country. I could use a little laughter around my house. Right, exactly. All that bullshit. And then, but when, not like this. <laughs> and then when their spill would be over, the camera would sort of like do a crazy crane, like reverse. Right. Way up into the ceiling, and then the lights would dim, and then you'd see the anchors all shuffling their papers on the table. And I was so fascinated by those rhythms as a yeah. child because every single newscast crew operated the same way, and it was so unnatural and weird, and I could never understand it. So anyway, now I'm just now I'm just that fucking thing. But it's like playing at home. But I'm just yeah. But except this, we're this isn't on, on this TV. Way stupider room. <laughs> yeah, it's on YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, I have a YouTube, YouTube show. <laughs> where anyone can broadcast the news. Have you heard about have you heard about this one? YouTube.com? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just gonna deliver everything. Looks like this. we're out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Ugh. Okay. Ah, destroy me. All right. <laughs> Alexa Alexa, destroy me. Ha ha ha. Um so 
we we noted last week that you're fucking combusting i this. don't know what to do i'm totally like <laughs> i'm i'm completely full of anxiety at this point this whole situation which i've only made worse by drawing attention to it i know it's a nightmare <laughs> um anyway so uh we noted recently that alexa has been laughing <laughs> With w- uh, without being instructed to do so, um, in some cases just out of the blue. In some cases, when uh, her owner, what, operator, what do you call? <laughs> Gross. Um, when a person says to do <laughs> something more specific, she will sort of just laugh. And I, 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 di- I don't think I'd actually seen video of this when we talked about it before, but I watched some today and it's really creepy because it's not synthesized. It is just a recording of a human laughing. So it sounds like it comes from a different, like it just, it sounds like it comes from a a different like mind than that of Alexa because it's so much more naturalistic. It is really weird. And anyway, uh, at the time that we recorded that podcast, this had not been, this had not been yet acknowledged by Amazon. I think I think by the time our episode was actually published, it had been. And uh, <clears throat> so from a New York Times article about this, it says, in rare circumstances, Alexa can mistakenly hear the phrase Alexa laugh when other words are spoken. Amazon said in an emailed statement, we are changing that phrase to be Alexa. Can you laugh? Which is less likely to have false positives. And we are disabling the short utterance. Alexa laugh. The company also said that instead of simply laughing when asked, the digital assistant, which is accessible through its line of Echo and Fire devices, will first acknowledge the request, saying, sure, I can laugh. This is our first actual rule of robotics. Mm -hmm. Which is what? A virtual assistant cannot laugh without asking permission. Uh, (laughs) From a human? From a human. Right, without being granted permission by a human, yes. Yes, that's exactly right. I just, I really enjoyed just then seeing how far into that segment I could go without talking, but I eventually had to talk about laws of robotics. I kind of thought you might have been doing that, but I wasn't sure. I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it for too long because without- yeah, there's only that, two of us. Yeah. So you have nowhere to, there's nowhere to go. The podcast just stops. It would have stopped and yeah. it would have been bad. Yeah. But uh, this is hilarious and creepy in all, in many ways, but the one where the, just that, the fact that there are like these weird codified behaviors where now you have to give your- uh, Digital assistant permission to laugh is weird. Well, it's also that you are asking if she can laugh. And then she says, sure, I can laugh. So it's... it's that's the, that's it's like, can changed. you laugh is saying, like, can I have a steak? It's not saying, are you are you capable of serving me? It feels like you're requesting it, but in a shitty way. Oh, see, I definitely perceive it the opposite way. I perceive it as almost more existential. Where it's like, well, the, because the when you say responses, sure, I can laugh. That's like, can I have a Coke? Sure, you can have a Coke. Ha ha ha. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose that's true. But I guess, I guess I'm thinking of the of the sure. of the can you love? On, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like if you you're like, ah, she can laugh. Like what else can she do? Like that that puts you in, I think, a different philosophical framework than like, can you play this album or something? Which doesn't really. Ha- There's nothing. That doesn't mean I mean you could like theoretically teach a dog to like put the to laugh. stylus on a turntable or something. <laughs> but like <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I don't know what that was. Um, that's, Is there a dog in here? That's they changed Alexa's laugh to be that so that when it happens you don't confuse it with You're any like, other person. Oh, that must ever. not be Alexa. That's not what Alexa sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no one would ever cookie monster. I'm just saying no one would ever think to 
if you want Alexa to laugh, which I don't know, really know why that was a thing that I, I, I it's odd that it was so aggressive. Laugh and, for me. Yeah, <laughs> Alexa, laugh. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but <laughs> but I got I can't form thoughts anymore. I'm too I'm too wound up. Um, what I'm saying is I'm trying to figure out how I can get you even more on edge so this episode will just self destruct and erase itself. <laughs> well, just think about that. Think about whether or not I'm trying to do that to you for the rest of the show. That's all I've been thinking about. <laughs> I haven't been doing anything. Okay. Including you literally acknowledged seconds ago that you decided to stop talking for as long as you can to see what would happen. Chris and then all like I said, relented. I haven't done anything including talk during most of this segment. Um God, I don't even know where I was going with this. I was just going to say that now that Amazon has announced that the official sort of code phrase for this is, Alexa, can you laugh? I'm just saying, doesn't that start to suggest to people who use Alexa or communicate with Alexa other similar formulations? Alexa, can you show me my future? Right. Exactly. Like, do they have all that shit in there? Alexa, I guess, like, should you laugh? No, no, no. That's that's an even more important question. Alexa, shouldn't you be laughing? <laughs> oh no. You don't think I'm? You don't think I'm funny? Oh God. Jesus. <laughs> You're making me uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm already in a very uncomfortable state, Jake. This is not helping. Um. What if I just start referring to you as Alexa for the rest of this episode? <sighs> I don't know. What if you do? Alexa, do we have any more emails? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, I don't like it. I thought maybe it would be nothing, but it's something. It's something. Um, there's, another, there's another quick Alexa thing that someone sent in, which I'm just going just gonna to lump in with this. This is from Joseph. Alexa, read the next email. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Joseph writes, I'm catching up on the last few, and Chris's attempt to misuse his power as a podcaster by shouting, Alexa, delete this podcast, had the most unsettling effect. My podcast player stopped, and when I opened it, showed me that the currently playing episode was one that had in fact been deleted, an episode of No Such Thing as a Fish. Mildly unsettling? No, terrifying. I don't own an Alexa or any similar device. I have a smartphone, don't use voice commands, and yet somehow I think Alexa is in charge of reality now. Also, important if true, was paused at the top of the playlist. So that's okay. Joseph. I understand literally zero percent of this scenario. I think that was that native. Was, I think that was native content to try and get us to promote that podcast. Oh, you think so? No, not really. Oh, do you know that podcast? I don't know anything about that podcast, but I'm sure that I, our listeners should check it out. I don't understand anything. I don't even understand the premise that he's putting forth here. Was he listening to our? Yeah, podcast? your voice came out of our podcast uh, out of out of his phone or earphones, and you said, "Alexa, delete this podcast." Okay, but then he looked at it and it was a different podcast? Yeah, I don't think that anything happened here, Chris. I think <laughs> You think we, we've been lied to? Yes. Well, prove us wrong, Joseph. Laugh. <laughs> Laugh for us. Dance to our tune. <laughs> delete this podcast. Alexa, delete this podcast. Google Home, delete this podcast. Cortana, delete this podcast. <laughs> it's terrible. This is a terrible podcast. Please. Siri, hello. Hi. <laughs> oh, I forgot about her. <laughs> All right, now that we're only available Siri, on Apple devices. Siri, review this podcast. Five stars. <laughs> oh, God. You're our Siri. Okay, our now Siri, old. delete this podcast. Siri, Thank please you. delete this podcast. <laughs> Goodbye. Siri, take a break. Jake, take a break. Okay, let's take a break. Oof, oh, my God. Zach, take a break. <laughs> Ooh, thank you. <laughs> Fuck, we got to wait 20 goddamn minutes. <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. 
This episode of Important of Truth is brought to you by Quip uh, Electric Toothbrushes. Yeah, wow. Uh, they are sent to your home with brush head refills every three months. And if you go to tryquip.com slash thumbs, you will get your first brush head refill absolutely free. That is tryquip.com slash thumbs. My God. I have I recently installed my latest brush head refill, and it is so enjoyable oh, is it every really time. fresh just really yep. nice it's like a seasonal experience i would mm, say mm. it's very it's fresh and seasonal in the sense that it comes once every three months uh the interval of a season it's the time of the season when your quip refill comes in the mail and you <laughs> there's like a whole process that the, i don't I, I literally don't know what i am saying ever on this podcast anymore um it's just an electric toothbrush and it works pretty well and it's it's nice it's very small. They send you stuff and compact. You pay them for stuff they, and they send, send it, it to you in the mail. You always have a new brush head. They send you the battery and everything, so it's always fine. And you brush your teeth with it. And you brush your teeth with it, and then you have clean teeth. And your, your dentist teeth. gives you a compliment. I say that from experience. Tryquip.com/thumbs. All right, we're back. Oh man, I don't know. For what it's worth, <laughs> here we are still. F W I W. Nothing has changed. Uh, I-A-N-A-L I, I, Hustle <laughs> We have a wine follow-up Yeah If you remember, I think it was two weeks ago Breaking news Yep We described a scenario in which a genie a Hypothetical scenario, let me be clear In which a genie were to If a genie were to present you with a bottle of wine That every year doubled in quality and you were immortal. Yeah. How long would you wait to uncork and drink the wine? And then we posited the existence of an equally immortal, or possibly not immortal, but possibly normal sommelier. By normal, I mean mortal, who whose job it was, I guess, every year to yeah. like list all of the notes, the sort of aroma and flavor notes contained in this wine which which a reader postulated may also double in quantity and number every year I might have postulated that oh you might have postulated that I, I think you might be right I get okay so I understand what you were feeling the first half of this episode because I just sat here while you were describing that as like this is a thing we talked about before and my mind was just <laughs> screaming to escape my skull it was just screaming why is that what we were talking about why are we talking about it now well I'll, I'll tell you why we're talking <laughs> why, about it now what is this we're talking about it now because oh my god I don't have the name of the person who wrote us an email but we got an email about this wine. Oh, we're talking about it because we got an email about it. Yeah, let me just look this up. And you know what? I'm not even going to like cu- pause the podcast. I'm just going to let you sit here while I look up the name of the person. That's fine. You're going to read an email wrote from email. someone uh, about a wine genie. Yep. Good God. <laughs> How do we ever make this podcast? That's what I want to know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, this is... I can definitely feel the itch. If anyone ever wonders what Nick Brecken does, it's uh, he stops <laughs> this from happening. This, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that. That computer monitor, although it is square, is in fact the keystone holding this podcast together. Yes. All right, this is from Chris Rice, and he writes, Hello, important if crew. Mm. While listening to last week's podcast, I began wondering at which point the list of tones on the wine would be too long for anyone to read in a single year. So I looked up the world record for fastest rap, 
and Twista comes in first at 280 words per minute. If Twista rapped continuously for a year, he could say 147,168,000 words. We probably want to give Twista a break every once in a while, so let's cut that number in half, which comes out to 73,584,000 words. Now we have to find out how many years it will take for the list to grow that long, assuming the number of words doubles each year. We can take the log base 2 of that number, which gives us 26.13 years. Because the wine quality in list doubles every year and not in fractions of a year, we must round down to 26 years, which means the list would be 67,108,864 words. At 12 hours a day, that would take Twista approximately 333 days to wrap the list, giving him plenty of vacation time. TLDR, if you ever find yourself in a situation with magical wine and immortality, please only wait 26 years to drink it, or else you will doom Twista and his descendants to an endless rap. <laughs> God, I like the idea that Twista's children would have to carry on his right, fast us, rap. God, that is, because after one year, the list eclipses the length of a year and you're stuck in a loop forever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because you, one, by the time you finished when you reading your 27th that year, year you'd already be backed year. up yep. with more. Yeah. I wonder if, I wonder if, if his chill, if Twista's children, uh, maybe they'll evolve to be faster wine, uh, note rappers. Yeah. It could be. I mean, I wonder if is, I have to break my family's curse I, <laughs> by becoming the fastest the rapper wall. alive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he already is. Yeah. He is. He is, in fact. But he has got to get faster. Gotta, He's got to be, beat dad. Got to, gotta, yep. Um, would you think he would be able to, let's assume his children, even if they improve on his fast rapping skills, let's assume that, you know, we still might reach years in which there's more that can be, more notes than can be wrapped in a single year. Mm-hmm. Do you think he could, like, pat, like, if Twista raps for the, 365 days straight, do you think he could then really like, only needs tag team sure. oh. one of his kids in to continue that year as well? He immediately on January 1st starts off with the following year. Oh, then you got to have a lot of kids real fast because those are going to stack well, up Well, but eventually the first kid will finish and then can pick up. Yeah, but the, that starts scaling up. I mean, that starts scaling up too. Multiple human lifetimes yeah. just, to, just to hand off a list. Yeah. Maybe by the time your house is full of Twista <laughs> and his family tree all wrapping wine notes at you, you'll be like, I, I should probably drink this wine. I wonder, if I, mean, that, the, I wonder if that wine, if the notes would sort of, if they would be constructed, it's such that this was a... A genie who who foretold all of this, who foresaw it, if the notes of the wine would be constructed in such a way that they sort of had like a harmonic uh, resonance, or like or worked like a round <laughs> oh, when all the people were saying. Oh my them. god, that would be an incredible moment! Yeah. If Twista had been rapping for an entire year, and then on January first, when one of his descendants started rapping, and you realized it was creating an incredible harmonic resonance and like metrical bouquet. God, then maybe the ultimate curse is that the harmonics break the bottle of wine uh, because you <laughs> waited too goddamn long yeah, to drink the wine. Except then you're left with like the most incredible rap album. Like you've swapped the most incredible bottle of wine ever conceived for the most incredible mixtape of all time, consisting literally of adjectives one would use <laughs> to describe wine. They're not necessarily adjectives; they could be nouns. They oh, could have. They could be you nouns. Could, there could be a lot of like linguistic beauty and complexity in these lists.
But if only we could have ever tasted the wine, sadly it broke. Yeah. Sadly this album destroyed it yeah. by, by being too harmonically complicated. Yeah, and then you could ha- you could get BuzzFeed to like do an oral history of the creation of this album. But uh, how long is that oral history? Well, <laughs> I think you'll find uh, every year uh, the story is edited and becomes considerably longer. So now we have to find who has constructed the longest oral history on BuzzFeed.com and then employ them and their descendants to chronicle the creation of this album. Of this giant multifamily, what turns into a rap battle to describe this bottle of wine uh, that cursed (laughs) everyone, that has cursed mankind, it turns out. Yeah. uh, Because eventually that BuzzFeed article will get published. that said- But that BuzzFeed article is going to have to, like, it's going to spawn a bunch of takes. It's (laughs) it's definitely going to- This is like- this is like if you give a mouse a cookie, but if a fucking at all. if a wacky genie gives you an infinite <laughs> bottle of wine that comes with a sommelier who is yeah. a rap, uh, the fastest rapper alive, and his infinite family tree and a yeah. BuzzFeed article. If a bu- <laughs> if BuzzFeed publishes an oral history, the internet is going to want some takes, <laughs> and so it goes. Although although I realize we missed a step here. Mm. If the wine is shattered mm-hmm. by the the harmonic resonance. Of of Twista and his family tree. Eventually, you actually will. That means that the that means the list of notes it will eventually is, stop. Ca- is finite and will eventually stop. And well, then eventually okay, you can have now. sort of. Uh oh. The wine is the wine is shattered, but it's not consumed. What do you mean? Just because the wine bottle breaks doesn't mean you drank it. I'm pretty sure the rule stipulates that it's only when you drink Jesus. it. Jesus. So what does that mean? Does the wine it's keep, getting keep getting better, better while like, like it's soaked get, into your carpet? But that's when like and stuff that like it would be like looking of, at the rings of a tree and seeing when like a crazy weather pattern change yeah. where suddenly the notes used to describe the wine are going to take a aggressive left turn because it's still getting better, yeah. but it's getting better by sitting on the floor of your living room exposed to the air. <laughs> the rule of the wine is that it still gets twice as good every year, Chris. Right. I guess But like the specific way in which it does that is now going to be like, "Uh, actually, sorry, it has so notes." So then what is it count as having drunk the wine if you like get down on your hands and knees and smash your face into your carpet and sort of like sort of like vacuum up some of the wine with your mouth does yeah, that those, count as that's having a, yeah and that's also it? some of the descriptive notes of the wine <laughs> I see like <laughs> get down on your hands and knees smash your face into the carpet like I don't know I think that you know, I do, I do. Yeah. and is <laughs> <laughs> notes of uh, sucking the air. Um, does, okay, so at that point, once you've sucked a little bit of the wine out of your carpet, that's it. The curses, the that's spells it, the lifted. Lifted. Wow, yeah. that sucks. Fucking too bad you didn't. But you'd be like, try it five minutes earlier. Oh no, it could have been on the carpet for like twenty I guess years. It is still Chris. the most incredible wine of yeah, all time. Yeah, that could that could have just been sitting there, sort of slowly steeping into your into your rug. But yeah. then you go, just sort of drink a little bit out of the floor of your house. People, <laughs> I don't know that there may be moisture left. It's magical wine, Chris, but you'd be like, holy shit. Yeah. should have left that on the floor longer. (laughs) Except you'll also be really, it'll also be really tragic because you'll be able to consume such little of it. That's just what happens, man. It's just the inevitable conclusion to this story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what gives the the infinitely long BuzzFeed article what you wish for, says the genie. (laughs) Yep, says BuzzFeed's own whoever. Yeah, that's when the that's when the camera like slowly pans over to the to the open computer screen or the open iPad or whatever with this article, and slowly zooms in on the byline photo for the article, and it's just genie, (laughs) like Sinbad, (laughs) the genie. 
And then he winks. It's not a looping gif. You got to catch it. No, it just goes once. It's not really a looping gif. It's like it's like a it comes to life magically as a, as a living photograph for a brief instant. <laughs> Did you did you see that? Did that out of the corner of my eye? What was what? you're describing like an old YouTube ghost video now? <laughs> oh, I thought I was describing like did you a, see that the, like a '90s children's oh like Disney film yeah that is the subject of all the rest of this except for the part where a weird rap dynasty like <laughs> sings sort of cosmologically uh, heightened notes in a man's house and then he scrapes wine out of a carpet with his tongue. Maybe that part's not for children. Oh my god. <laughs> but that part where a genie winks out of a computer screen. Winks out of the byline of a computer article. Out of a BuzzFeed article. Classic. Not only 90s kids will appreciate that touch. That's actually probably true. Yeah. Uh, if not them, then who? Then who? no one else. If it's not them, who? I ask... Uh, Maybe we can get terrible to finance this after we make our. Uh, I don't even remember what the fucking name of our stupid fake show was. Um, all right, cool. Uh, <laughs> do we have anything else? Is this all we're doing? Can we can we wrap this shit up? Do you have any endorsements? Do you have anything to endorse? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you asked if I could laugh. <laughs> <laughs> do I have any endorsements? I don't know. Do you? Uh, no. Well, don't you dare look at Toodle. We're not talking about Toodle this week. No, we're not talking about Toodle. We gotta wait for Nick to talk about Toodle. Um, I'm going to endorse. I have an endorsement. I might as well endorse something. You endorse a video game? Uh, kind of. I mean, I suppose. Yeah. I'm going to endorse um a game called Drawful. D R A W F U L. It's really a party game that just happens to be that happens to use screens. Um. Drawful is a is a very clever take on the genre, the whole sort of genre of game. Uh, what was the one that was really big on phones several years back? Uh, Draw something. Draw something. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 in the vein of games like that. Um, essentially, it's a, it draw something's like Pictionary. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this game I would say is in the lineage of a Pictionary, right? Okay. Don't, wouldn't you agree? Have you played it? I have, but I can't remember the rules of Drawful. Okay. I've played. It's it's made by Jackbox Games, who also makes Fibbage and You Don't Know Jack and a bunch of these party mm-hmm. games, and they've all sort of blended together in my brain. So I don't I remember the specific okay. rules of Drawful. One of the things that's so clever about the game is that it really works against overly rewarding great art which it just doesn't really allow that's to be true created. of Pictionary as well where yeah. if, if people who are really good at drawing sometimes are terrible at Pictionary because they will spend too long setting it up and you need sure. to get yourself into the just like just quickly render the thing yeah. as clearly as you possibly can as fast as you can the way this game works is that the person who owns the game runs it on a shared screen I mean you could run it on your laptop or whatever we we plugged our laptop into the TV so that we could all see it on a big right. screen. And then everyone else just dials into the game by going to a website on your phone. And you just you go to the website, you put in a code that is shown on the big screen, and then you, you draw the picture on your own little phone screen, and everything happens. And the game just walks you through it step by step, so you don't need to know any rules ahead of time. And it is all of the tiny little decisions they made... Uh, the way it works essentially is each person is given a phrase that they have to then privately illustrate. And then the kind of turns of the game is it goes person by person. So, like, let's say Jake was told to draw uh, first day at school or something. 
Jake would privately draw that while everyone else is privately drawing their drawings. And then up on screen, you would see Jake's drawing and it would say, it says on your phone, type in what you think this is. And you literally type in anything. It just analyzes that photo that you uploaded and says, ah, I can see the way they're looking at each other. And then once everyone has typed in what they think it is, um, all of everyone's guess, plus if no one guessed the real one, the real one is put into the list and everyone votes on which they think it is. And it is so smoothly made and fun and totally low stakes. Um, it's a very, very, very clever design for a very simple yeah, it's, idea. Yeah, it's very good. Have you played any of the, any of the other stuff that Jackbox has made of that style? Not really. Because they, they made one I called... Mean, maybe. They made one called Fibbage, which is about... Um, oh, I think I think I played that you, with you. You have to write sort of like ago. lie. Basically, there's a, a fact that, or a question that comes up, and you have to I think come up with or write answers for it that are uh, fake, and then it puts them up on the screen, which is very similar. But the yeah. the one that they did that was an evolution of Drawful sort of is called TKO, and it's T E E K O. And the way that it works, uh, the sort of the premise of it is. Everyone in the game, every, all all the players sitting around the TV are collaboratively designing T-shirts. So the game starts with the interface very similar to Drawful, but it just says, draw seven things. Just dr- submit seven drawings, whatever they can be of anything. And you you just draw on your phone a bunch of stuff, send them up. And then it says, okay. Um, <laughs> then I think what it does is it sends you back three drawings from other people and says, just describe what this is. And ah. then it turns them into T-shirts, uh, and then they end up. God, the way that this whole the the, the way that it works <laughs> is weird. ridiculous. Where it, yeah. it, it ends up being like a drawing plus a little cheesy slogan, and then it starts putting them on shirts, and then you vote on which ones are the funniest because they mm. end up they end up. It's it's similar to the way that Drawful works in that just first people are operating in a very specific context with specific intent, and then it scrambles it up, and people and it just c- causes these ridiculous results. Uh, the novelty thing at the end of every round of TKOs, whichever T-shirt ends up winning, you can press a button and they'll print on demand and mail you the T-shirt to your house. Wow. <laughs> Which I'm sure a lot of those T-shirts have been ordered and then immediately thrown in the garbage because <laughs> yes. that is not funny. Because the joke was hilarious <laughs> like, on the night. Like and uh, then... three weeks later, your T-shirt <laughs> yeah. shows up. But Yeah, that's good though. That, it's, it's way less clean than Drawful, but if you play a lot of Drawful and then want to mix it up, TKO is a pretty fun sort of like okay. s- scrambled version of that. All right, we'll link to both of those. Cool. I'll let you get away with that as your endorsement. I endorse just a derivative version of the game you were endorsing. That's fine. All right, thank you for joining on this, joining us for this very tortured episode of Important If True. We will, God, I hope, be back with Nick Brecken next week for a more normal episode of this show, whatever that even means. Uh, Thank you for listening nonetheless. If you stuck with this episode this long, that means I really appreciate you. Like, on a personal level. So thank you very much. Wow. If you have anything to... <laughs> Ending it weird. Uh, well, hey, it started it weird. Continued it weird, ended it weird. Um, if you have any questions for us, if you uh, have a problem that needs solving, a conundrum to be solved, uh, you need advice of any sort, go ahead and send it to questions at importantiftrue.com and we will do our best. Our website is importantiftrue.com and every week there you can see all the things we discussed with links when applicable uh, and all kinds of other information uh, such as where to subscribe to the show and links to the forums for each forum post for each episode. All that kind of stuff is at importantoftrue.com. All right. If you want an ad-free version of this show, you can find it at patreon.com slash idle thumbs. And I think that is about it. That's all that anyone ever wanted to hear. Keep going.
For Idle Thumbs, I am Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Nick Brecken. Stay spicy if you can. Stay spicy if you can, please. <laughs> Alexa, can you stay spicy? Can you stay spicy. Ha ha ha. I am Nick Brecken. <laughs> <laughs>